0: For those who prefer Linux or are simply curious about Linux and other open source technologies, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to episode number 279 of Category 5 TV, January 22nd, 2013. How are you? Good to see you. How
1: are you doing, Abigail? Good. Good. Just keeping busy, trying to stay warm.
0: Abigail Smith joining us uh, for a Canadian winter tonight. It is
1: bitter out there. Freezing cold.
0: It feels like winter. For once. It certainly (laughs) does. Yeah, we've had some weird days because it's, it's like super warm. I'm out there late at night. Filling the hot tub, you know, and, and it's super warm. Just bragging
1: about your so, hot tub.
0: Yeah. <laughs> filling the hot tub, you know, just pouring some water in, just standing there with the hose, you know, whatever. And uh, <laughs> then all of a sudden it's like 300 below and here we are. 300 we below. Yeah, well, how you been? Good.
1: Yeah. Just, yeah, working.
0: It's been a long time yeah. since we've seen you. It's, it's been good, a couple though. months. Yeah.
1: I was thinking about that as I was coming here tonight I'm like, wow, it feels like I haven't even been on the show before. <laughs> but... It would one time. Before. <laughs> so
0: you, you, you let us know at the end of the show uh, if, if it seemed like she had never been on the show before. It's funny, though. I was saying before the show, uh, 2012, you were on for one episode. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're like the newbie as the far newbie. as co-hosts go. Yeah. Uh, and the episode that Abigail was on was our number one episode for 2012. What gives?
1: What I gives? Don't know, just, I don't know. co host. Maybe.
0: Could be, uh, you know, that was. I was excessively witty that day. I don't know. Could have been the feature.
1: Of course, it was mm. you, Robbie. It was you.
0: It probably was. Although, like, yeah. you could say, like, if, if no matter what the number one episode is, I was on it. <laughs> so that's a major <laughs> fail right there, because it's kind of a given. Yeah. So. Well then. <laughs> it was her <laughs> she was the only thing that was out of the ordinary hey chat room Agamoto, TikTok, JP, Troy74 Garby and all the folks that are joining us on Google Plus in our hangout tonight as well on YouTube at youtube.com slash category5TV nice to see you thanks for being here tonight Abigail
1: oh no I got question distracted there's a question for you <laughs> yep.
0: what's coming up in the news
1: well, wow, let me tell you.
0: Oh, tell <clears tail throat> me.
1: I cut my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Coming that, up in the newsroom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as I as I bring it up on the screen, <laughs> <laughs> just buy myself some time and yeah. <clears throat> and,
1: and go. Okay, Action. collect it. <clears throat> just don't talk about clouds or anything like that. Nothing like that. Mega Uploads Kim dot com has set up a new. Cl- <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: no! What's happening?
1: Has <laughs> <I> set up. <laughs> I didn't pre-read this, so I didn't even know. It. No. <laughs> <laughs> <I> set <up laughs> It
0: literally is about the cloud.
1: Has <laughs> set up a new yeah, cloud. Storage and file sharing site. Atari US.
0: Kim.com was arrested and all this kerfuffle <laughs> over mega upload. Okay. Which is a cloud yeah. sharing yeah. network yeah. And, and all that. And so they've gone he's gone and uh, and and done some more cloud based architecture. Just to
1: see if uh can get away with it. <laughs> so uh <laughs> Atari U.S. has filed for bankruptcy projection.
0: Protection, even.
1: Protection.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to go bankrupt. We'll file for bankruptcy projection.
1: <clears throat> a massive... D- <laughs> I apologize. My news is not collected like last time.
0: <clears throat> Wait till we get halfway through.
1: <clears throat> a massive data leak of personal information for half a million Canadians could have been prevented. An architect in Holland wants to use 3D printing technology to print crazy buildings. And lastly, a dangerous remote zero-day route exploit has been discovered on some Linksys routers. Stick around. (laughs) These stories are coming up later in the show.
0: Interesting. Hey, okay, so people are asking in the chat room, how do I get... This show on my Android device. How do I get it on my iPhone? How do I get it on this or that? All you need to do is go to our mobile site. It is m.cat5.tv. Scan that QR code or just go there in your browser, m.cat5.tv. Check it out. That's going to get you there, and you can watch live. You can catch uh, some past episodes as well right through our mobile website. What is going on in this side of the studio?
1: I was, following I, I was like, why is he like this? Like, it's it my turn or something? <laughs> and then I look over and I see that you have the code up on the screen. Ooh. Just,
0: <laughs> Abigail, we have really astoundingly basic CGI effects here at Category 5 TV. <laughs> You'll be amazed what you can do with a, uh, an AVI file and a little bit of chroma key. It's, it's astounding. <laughs> sound effects to boot.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> what a good and now, start to the
0: episode. <clears throat> hey, tonight we've got some fun stuff. Abigail and I are going to be talking about creating. We've been talking a little yeah. bit about this uh, on the side. Creating our very own photo booth. I'm talking like, you know, when you go into a mall and you can sit down with your kids in front of a, a little camera and it takes four pictures and then spews them out or whatever. We're going to be looking at how to build one uh, tonight. And we're actually going to be using all uh, Linux-based technology tonight. And that's going to be followed up with uh, with another feature uh, in March as well. Yeah. So, Awesome. Very cool stuff. We have a NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi to give away to those of you who were able to get your ballots in at cat5.tv slash phone. We've got a whole bunch here. There you go. We have converted your ballots into numbers. Your chances are 1 in 72. And uh, we're excited to give that away. The NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi is going to give you a free year of long-distance and phone service. You can call anywhere in Canada or the U.S. absolutely free. So stick around. We're going to be giving that away to one lucky viewer uh, in just a little bit's time. Elmer Fishpaw. Hey. (laughs) Good to see you. DNLS. Good to see you, too. All right. Well, uh, postcards. Postcards. We we love to receive your postcards. The postcard wall is filling up fast. Uh, We do have some space for you, and we are willing to buy another cork board if uh, necessary. So, (laughs) Abigail, how can they send those in?
1: All right. Well, if you want to send in a postcard, please. Uh, Category 5.TV, P.O. Box 29009, Barrie, Ontario, Canada, of course, L4N7W7. And Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And the International Association of Internet Broadcastees.
0: Broadcasters. Scott L. is wondering, do you really want a postcard from Barrie, Ontario? And I would say yes. We'd love to receive a postcard from wherever you are, even if you're in our hometown. And in fact, that would be quite meaningful because it would be really lame for me to send myself a postcard. Memories of Mr. Bean Christmas special. But that's what it could come down to. Scott L., please, please send us a postcard from Barrie, Ontario. All right? We appreciate it. And you can send us one from anywhere in the world. Check out where our viewers are located on our viewer location map. It's live, and you can get there by going to map.cat5.tv. Hey, we're going to be right back after this, and Abigail and I are going to be talking to you about how to build a photo booth. Very exciting stuff. And don't forget, we've got that NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi to give away tonight as well, so stick around. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com This is Category 5 Technology TV. You will find us online at www.category5.tv.
1: This is professional TV, okay? It's
0: not <laughs> <lying>. <laughs> Only if you're watching YouTube <laughs> do you know what goes on behind the scenes. Or backstage pass. Good to see you, too. We've got so many camera angles and stuff that people... Yeah, how, how can people... <laughs> you know, But uh, we'll try to pay attention to you up front there. So, Abigail, you and I have been having a talk about creating a photo booth. Mm-hmm. What's the purpose?
1: What's the purpose? Yeah.
0: What could you use a photo booth for? What would you use a photo booth for?
1: A wedding. <laughs> a wedding for us. <laughs> a
0: wedding. <laughs> so he's proposed, and you've said Yes yes you've got a reception coming up hey look at that yeah i blind, ah, I'm blind. <laughs> careful with these
1: lights yeah so yeah just something Exciting fun stuff. for the guests
0: congratulations by the yeah. way i guess thanks yeah, congratulations from the community are in order and we're going to be building you a photo booth so that at the reception uh people can sit down and make funny faces and probably put on a, a silly hat or something yeah something like that
1: get some props yeah
0: so we're going to try to do it on a shoestring and, and do this in such a way that we're not spending too much money because, uh, you know, perhaps you at home want to give it a try and you, you don't want to have to spend, you know, 1000 thousand, two thousand, three thousand $2,000, 3000 like it would cost to, you know, to get one of these professional rigs.
1: Yeah, even just to rent is easily 1000 and that's isn't just that, for a basic, basic. Yeah. So
0: if you follow along with us tonight and, and in the course of this series, because it is going to be a, a build series uh, to, to put together this photo booth, you will be able to build a system that you could rent out for thousands of dollars.
1: Start your own business. Start your own business.
0: <laughs> so uh, that that's kind of an exciting thought. So that's one thing you could do as well is to rent this thing out. Maybe you could build one that's economical and you could rent it out to people who are looking for a deal. Do it for four hundred. Would you would you buy it at, or would you rent it at four hundred?
1: Yeah, that, like I'd... that
0: that would probably be oh wow only four hundred. What's yeah, the catch? Right? Yeah, exactly. So, lots of congratulations in the chat room. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what we're going to look at to start as we look at uh, how this is going to be done uh, is we're going to start by using open source technologies. We're going to start by looking at Linux and uh, some of the software that's available for Linux. We're going to have to buy a little bit of hardware. That's a given. Um, let's say our budget is, I don't know, say 100 bucks or something. Seems kind of, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. I think we yeah. could do it for 100 bucks.
1: I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then later I'm so in, helpful. <laughs> we mentioned, uh, in, in March, on March 12th, we're going to be following up. And then we're going we're gonna to be increasing our budget a little bit, getting into some more you know, high-end software uh, and, and actually building uh, a bit of a rack. And we're going mm-hmm. to talk, talk more about that in a little bit's time. I think what it starts with is, is making a decision. What do you want this booth to look like? And we had the talk, we've been looking at some of the options. What are some of the options that we've come across? We've come across um, room dividers yeah. that are, you know, they're printed, double-sided, so you can get, like, a really nice waterfall scene or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. I mean, there are really, really, really awesome nice. dividers out there. Do you there. remember
0: what they cost?
1: Uh, that one was 200 I think.
0: 200 or so? I so think...
1: I think if you wanted the six panel versus the four panel, it was closer to 300. Right,
0: and you'd probably want the wider of the two, mm-hmm. I would think, because if you've got three or four people trying to get into the shot, you'd be looking at uh, a, a wider shot. So, And that's not bad. I think if you have a budget for it, that would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm looking at... Uh, now, one of the things that I did find, Abigail, is uh, a backdrop just at a local store. And I'll, I'll show the viewers this. It's 50 bucks. And it's just like, a, I don't know, it's like a...
1: That like weave a, a yeah woven or, or. Um, room
0: divider, a rattan wood divider. Uh, room divider. I don't know. What do you think of that? I, I'm not sure if it's a little too drab for a wedding.
1: I think with something like that, you'd almost need a lighter color so yeah. that people don't blend in. Could you
0: spray paint it? I wonder. At that price, maybe get some some trim clad or something and paint well, it. Well, I guess down it white. depends
1: on the quality. Like if that's kind of like a plastic weave, no, or if like that's a, more a cloth. A it's like a wood. A wood.
0: Yeah, rattan no idea oh that, uh, certainly the price is right i think it's, it's yeah, about for sure. fifty, 50 bucks. For that. <laughs> yeah so then the it's next cheapest. thought that i had was okay well because we got to plan this thing out and you've got to plan out your rig as well and figure out how you're going to do this on a, on a shoestring budget what if we got now you had shown me some muslin backdrops mm-hmm. which are yeah. typically used for photography and and uh studio use and a muslin backdrop can be had for fifty, a hundred dollars, um, the the bricks behind us are actually a muslin, you can see how real they look. It's a very, you know, muslin backdrops are, are excellent, uh, but usually what, what do you run into, you, you need to have something to hang them on. So you, get, you can get a muslin for a hundred bucks, but then you need to have a good solid stand because they can be very, very heavy, and the stand could be a hundred or two hundred or three hundred bucks mm-hmm. depending on what you need. Uh, and quite large as well, because you've yeah. got something that's 10 feet by, you know, 25 feet kind of thing length. So that can be a problem as well. So I, I started thinking about that, though. What if we were to create <clears throat> a, a PVC-type stand? So taking some pipes that are normally used for, you know, to run electrical through or something mm-hmm. like that, cut it to, to size and make our own stand, not for muslin, but for drapes. Like yeah. actual drape panels uh, with, you know, the the grommets within the panel that the... PVC would fit through, and then we could do like a bit of a, a wave pattern with a white drape, say, or something you know, just yeah. a, a nice color, or even find something with a pattern Does that sound?
1: That would probably work, you could yeah, because I mean, pipes, I'm not sure what the piping would cause, you'd have to look into well, I've, have look I've into done some looking,
0: in, yeah, for one thing, it's extremely light because it's like a PVC plastic yeah. Yeah. Um, really, really easy to disassemble and move, um, so that's great for a wedding and, and certainly if you're thinking about doing this for, uh, for any kind of uh, event where you need to set up and tear down lightweight and easy to tear down is is very important. So with a PVC pipe set up as you know, we'd have to set it up to be solid and, and not fall over. Get a couple of drape panels. Drape panels I have found for about ten to eighteen dollars per panel. Mm-hmm. And they're about four feet wide each. So I thought by the time you do a little bit of this with yep. the panel, you're probably looking at about two feet, maybe three. So we yep. probably want two panels. Yep. So and the P V C piping can be purchased for about fifty cents per foot. Mm-hmm. They sell them in ten-foot lengths for five bucks, kind of idea. Yeah. So by the time you know, we we could probably do that within our budget, and then we got to look yeah. at what software. Seems like and the hardware. cheaper
1: route compared yeah. to some of the like the muslin, for example, with mm-hmm. the mount and everything.
0: What do you think? We'd love to hear from you in the chat room and also uh, on on YouTube, uh, commented below the video. Uh, also, uh, you can comment on our Twitter channel. It's uh, Category Five TV. I'll put it right up here for you. Category 5 TV uh, on Twitter. And, of course, you can catch us on Facebook. It's uh, cat5.tv Facebook is a quick link to get there and comment. Uh, also, you can get us on Google+, cat5.tv G+. Join our community and let us know what you think. What would be the best option? What way would you like to see us go? Because on March 12th, we're going to actually be doing the build. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: I know one person commented here that uh, if it's outdoors, it'll blow over. Now, this one will be indoors, but...
0: Because it's for the reception, not for the photo shoot, right? And I
1: I think a lot of photo booth situations are probably going to be indoors anyways for, like, if someone wants to build them for themselves, right? And
0: along those lines, you could could purchase uh, sandbags. Yeah. Uh, Even, you know, a rice bag, a big bag of long grain rice. You can go to a liquidation store that has, you know, that has bought out rice from a bankrupt restaurant or something and they'll, they'll sell them for two bucks for a great big <laughs> bag that weighs 10 kilograms. So you slap that thing on the bottom yeah. of it and all of a sudden it's holding your PVC down pretty good. Uh, but yeah, it certainly would could be an issue if it was blowing around. Mm-hmm. So that's the backdrop. Then we got to think about the technology. How are we actually going to make this work? Obviously we need a camera. We need a way to trigger that camera without having to have the bride... Standing by the thing and showing everybody how to do it, and you know you don't want it to be overcomplicated. Yeah. So when we look at our budget, what I'm thinking is that we're going to do this within har- mostly hardware that all of us already have—a laptop computer or a desktop computer that we can just plug in with a flat-screen monitor. You know this kind of thing. But mm-hmm. there's a couple things that we will need.
1: Yeah. And what are those things, Robbie?
0: Well, I thought about a webcam. And I dug through, and I you know, I've got an assortment of webcams. you probably do too. Um, for me, the one that I chose is the Microsoft Lifecam Studio, uh, which is a 1080p webcam, because it will do full 1080p. And I just happen to have one. It's USB, so I can plug it in. Mm-hmm. If you don't have one, you can purchase them usually for about fifty dollars or so. They come on sale. Um, when they're not on sale, they might be upwards of about eighty. Uh, watch for sales, though. Check online. Go to cat5.tv/lifecam, cat5.tv/bh. Uh, we'll take you to uh, one of our sponsors and their website. Do a search for Lifecam Studio. Get the 1080p version, not the cinema. That's a 720p version. So with 1080p. With a webcam we can actually take some pretty decent quality pictures yeah so that's the webcam portion of it from there of course we're just going to use a computer so i was thinking the laptop that you use or something like that right yeah works for you yeah okay so everybody wants to know okay well what software would you use to do something like this so i got into the repositories and i've been looking at some of the options that are available on Linux because first and foremost we want to give Linux a try because it's going to be the cheapest it's going to be you know we're huge advocates of supporting free software here at category 5 if we can find something to do it for free or at least with with freely available software and we can support that um, then that's the first thing that we want to do now of course on the 12th we're going to also be looking at some commercial software but tonight we're going to be looking at just uh, just using free software So I have Linux installed. This is uh, simply Zorin, uh, or uh, pardon me, yeah. uh, (laughs) What am I running? I can't even remember now. Zorin OS, yeah. So it's all set. I mean, it's Debian-based. It's Ubuntu-based. You could be running Ubuntu. You could be running whatever. Mm -hmm. Get into the repositories, and you'll find a program called Cheese Photo Booth. Cheese. Cheese, like, not <laughs> cheese like, this is cheesy, but cheese like cheese. <laughs> okay, <you know.
1: laughs> is that a moment there.
0: Yeah, it makes more sense, right? Someone asked it me it for
1: a tape gun today, and I'm thinking, oh, what now? <laughs> but then I clued in, had a little there you go. gap.
0: So we're going to just install cheese, and I've already done so. And when I, now, when I've got cheese running, I can bring it up here. Uh, it's going to be under sound and video once you've got it installed. And there it is. Okay, so that's looking at us through the Microsoft LifeCam Studio webcam. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next thing that we want to determine is how can we get people to actually be able to point at that take a photo button and Mm -hmm. take a photo? Yeah. Kind of impossible. And do we want to put a full-size QWERTY keyboard in front of them and say, okay, well, push the space bar, do that kind of thing? So... I don't really want to do that.
1: Yeah, you need something that people, because something like that, they might, one person might Somebody's come Somebody's going to
0: push something wrong.
1: They'll mess everything up and And the bride is going to be
0: frantic and she's going to be like, no, you've broken it. And she's running over and her dress is flailing. And You just don't want to see that, you know. So what did we do? We went to usbbutton.com. All right, usbbutton.com. Check this out. For $29, so we're still well within our budget, you can pick up this USB programmable button. And it only does, well, I mean, you can do many, many things, but it's got one toggle. So you program it what you want it to do when I push that button. So you can do a series of things. So you can use this after the fact and use it for whatever you want. Um, Have it trigger an application and do something. But for us, what we want to do is we want to just program it to hit the spacebar. It's mm-hmm. all we want it to do. We just want a big button that I can push it, and it hits the space bar. So I tried installing the software on my, uh, on my Linux computer through Wine. It is a Windows-based program in order to program the USB button. Mm-hmm. Okay? Unfortunately, it didn't work on Linux. It needs a uh, different version of Mono than, than is available, and .NET didn't work either, and the version of .NET is wrong and wine for, for what it needs. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, everybody has access to a Windows computer. Stick it on there, and uh, <clears throat> you'll be good to go. So let's take a look at how that's done. I'm going to bring up the web browser on my Windows computer. Um, oh, and I've, I've actually already installed it. Here we go. So now I can just bring up the software and choose space, I've got the button plugged in. I can choose the colors, this is kind of neat. I can actually set the colors that I want it to be when the when I've pressed it. So it's going to go purple when they press it. And when it's not pressed, I want it to be green. So mm-hmm. you saw it's a green button there. So program the button and now it's done. So now, as easy as that on my Windows system, I've programmed it to be a space bar. Mm-hmm. Okay? to get that software i'm going to go back to my computer here i had already installed it on on the windows system just bring up your web browser go to <clears throat> usbbutton.com there you go you can also buy it here okay fabulous little device go to the web store to buy it you'll see it there it's 29 bucks easy breezy and it glows green it glows whatever green. color you want to program it to really yeah Uh, And then you download the configuration utility right there. So it's all just on this website, easy breezy, usbbutton.com, and it works. So now that I've programmed it to be a space bar, theoretically that should now act as a space bar for for that software Mm -hmm. because we're going to be using cheese. (laughs) Cheese.
1: Yes, cheese.
0: So nice and easy stuff. Let's bring back up cheese here on my screen. There we go. Okay. So watching the chat room if you have any questions for us this is category 5 technology TV. Tonight Abigail and myself we are building a photo booth uh, using some uh just a couple of little pieces of hardware that we've purchased but otherwise uh, doing this on a on a real shoestring budget. We're we're not really spending a whole lot of money. We're using computers that we have, you know, a computer that we have, we're using a webcam that we have. Um, other nice thing about the um the webcam that we chose. I'll just back up a little bit. The uh, the Microsoft LifeCam Studio, as opposed mm-hmm. to the Cinema and many other webcams, has a tripod mount. Okay. Okay. So that means you can you can put it on a tripod, and you can see. Um, so you may be able to see the uh, the tripod here. You can certainly see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually mounted on a tripod right now for us. That's a real bonus. So with our USB button from USBbutton.com, we'll be able to actually trigger that software. So. Um, I think we should uh, we should skip into the news. Uh, you can get your questions in in the chat room. It's Category 5 on Freenode, and we're going to come back to our feature tonight, uh, how to build a photo booth on a shoestring budget using Linux, um, right after the news. Uh, so stick around, get your questions into the chat room, uh, or pop us an email live at category5.tv. Ready to take it away?
1: I am. Awesome. Mega Upload Boss, Kim.com, has set up a new cloud storage and filing file sharing system. Mega, a web based service that lets people upload and store files of any kind, is a sequel to the Mega Upload system that was shut down last January. Police raids on the offices and home of Kim.com led to the closure of Mega Upload. The Mega site went online on Sunday, followed by a lavish launch party held at mister Mr.com's New Zealand mansion. Mr.com, who was born Kim Schmitz, Has said the new site complies. That's
0: not his new name, his real name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The new site complies with the law and said that attempts to take it down would be futile. He said on Saturday, "Quote: This is not some kind of finger to the U.S. government or to Hollywood. Legally, there's just nothing there that could be used to shut us down. The site is just as legitimate and has the right to exist as Dropbox, Boxnet, and other competitors." And in other news, the U.S. operations of Atari have filed for bankruptcy protection. The maker of the groundbreaking video game Pong is seeking to separate from its loss-making French parent holding company Atari SA. The US operations of Atari have shifted to their their business from retail games to digital games in recent times, and have become a growth engine for Atari SA. The statement said, quote, the Chapter 11 process constitutes the most strategic option for Atari's US operations as they look to preserve their inherent value and unlock revenue potential unrealized while under the control of Atari SA. In In current security news, a federal agency in Canada has lost an unencrypted external hard drive which contained the private information, such as names, social insurance numbers, state of birth, of more than half a million Canadian loan recipients, the very information which can be used in identity, identity theft schemes. A Human Resources and Skills Development Canada employee who was looking for a missing USB key containing the data of more than 5,000 Canadians discovered the external hard drive to also be missing from the office in Gatineau, Quebec. The drive reportedly contained confidential information of 583,000 Canadians. Yikes. The RCMP is calling it one of the largest privacy lapses in Canadian history. The Human Resources Minister, Diane Finley, said, I have directed that departmental officials take a number of immediate actions to ensure that such an unnecessary situation does not happen again. Endpoint Protector from endpointprotector.ca is an endpoint solution which would have prevented this data breach. Strong device use policies and data loss prevention technologies in Endpoint Protector ensure proactive protection and safer working environment. And should an external hard drive be stolen containing the confidential information of 582,000 Canadians, it would be entirely unreadable to the thief. For more information, go to endpointprotector.ca. From our interesting uses of technology file, an architect in Holland has revealed plans to 3D print buildings inspired by the Earth's landscape. The buildings are designed to resemble, I know English, (laughs) a a giant Mobius strip, a continuous loop, which only with only one side. Weird. Now.
0: To say the least. I don't think this falls under English. This is crazy. I
1: know. Jinjap?
0: Oh.
1: a <laughs> Nurse. I record, can't speak Dutch.
0: For the record, oh. I put that in there on purpose. <laughs> Included the developer's name. <laughs> no offense. Just putting her on the spot. Okay. We'll just say Jen uh, Jap.
1: An individual. <laughs> the
0: individual.
1: With apologies. Hopes to create the buildings which he estimates will cost as much as about six and a half million all around the world.
0: Wow. Research? It kind of looks like an Enterprise-esque looking thing to me. But that's that's just me. Yeah. All right.
1: Research has uh, some... Do <laughs> you want me to rewind? <laughs> <laughs> I did so much better last time. Okay. Researchers have uncovered a remote root access vulnerability in the default installation of... Of Linksys routers. The team responsible for the discovery contacted contact Cisco and shared a detailed vulnerability. You can do this. Vulnerability description along with the exploit, don't laugh, Along with the exploit for the vulnerability. Cisco claimed that the vulnerability was already fixed in the latest firmware release, which turned out to be out the beam. Ouch. Which turned out to be wrong.
0: <laughs> Sorry about that. But it turned out to be wrong anyway. Yeah. Linksys said that, uh, that this thing was this fixed, and it wasn't. Yeah.
1: Okay, I will continue. The latest <laughs> Linksys firmware, 4.30.14, and all previous versions are still vulnerable, according to defense code. Although Cisco claims that the vulnerability exists only in their Linksys... WRT54G router <laughs> defense code. <laughs> Started, I am full of the giggles tonight. Started you investiga- know that router?
0: It's the WRT54G. <laughs> it's, it's vulnerable. GL. GL <laughs> model.
1: So, defense codes started <laughs> investigating their claim. I apologize. And from what they can tell so far, at least one other Lynx's model is likely vulnerable. Moreover, during the analysis, they discovered clues that network devices from other manufacturers might also contain the same vulnerability. They are still investigating. Get the full stories at Why Category Because I thought you were going to interrupt me. No, I was. I was like, I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> Get the full stories at category5.tv slash newsroom. The category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on air mention, email newsroom at category5.tv. For the category5tv newsroom, I'm Abigail Smith.
0: Abigail Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, How yeah. is it that it's always the most frightening possible story? <laughs> that could ever exist and they laugh to summarize
1: one of it okay the spelling error
0: the, well the spelling That's error so was me <laughs> but for the rest to summarize <laughs> i mean we're talking linksys routers the blue ones you know everybody's got at least one of them or yeah. has had one in in their lifetime there are 70 million of these things out there
1: mm-hmm.
0: that have been sold and to think that Each of those devices, 70 million devices, all connected to the internet, all connected to the internet all at once, have an exploitable code or an exploitable firmware, something about them that would allow a hacker to botnet all of those 70 million devices to create some kind of a super device, something that could attack, something Mm -hmm. that could uh, exploit something at at a grand scale. I mean, you're looking at... The, the combined power of all of those devices all, all put together and DDoSing um, mm-hmm. some military system or or whatever else. It could, could do anything. I mean, the power that's behind that and to think that Cisco says, oh, yeah, we fixed it. And no, they didn't. They say that the exploit is still there and possibly actually in some of their other routers and possibly in some other manufacturers' routers. That is really scary. Not funny. Just saying, Abby. It
1: isn't funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tonight's uh, stories are brought to you in part by Cordery Electric at quarteryelectric.com. Hey, check them out. If you need any electrical work done in uh, in central Ontario, quarteryelectric.com. You can get your free one-month trial of Netflix at Cat5.tv slash Netflix. Make sure you check that out. And uh, that is a brilliant service for watching your favorite movies and TV shows and everything. Cat5.tv slash Netflix for the free one-month trial this is category five technology tv welcome to the show thanks for joining us tonight please get into our chat room it's category five on FreeNode, or just visit our website category5.tv all right you
1: having fun i am
0: yeah what's going on in the chat room trying to keep up <sighs> yeah I was just looking back tonight, trying eh? to keep up yeah hey everybody broadcasting again tonight on youtube a very exciting uh, new feature of category five is that we are live on youtube So check out our our YouTube channel, Category 5. Uh, It's Category 5 TV on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Don't forget, a little bit later on, so a couple more minutes, we're going to be giving away a year free phone service from NetTalk Duo with the NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi. And uh, very excited about that. Let's pick up where we left off. Let's take a look at what is going to happen when we use cheese in order (laughs) to – every time I say cheese, she (laughs) giggles – Right, next time I'm a giggly bring, night. It's just one of those nights, eh? Right? <laughs> yep. Ladies and gentlemen, it is water that uh, that I've given her.
1: <laughs> yes, water.
0: All right. So, looking at cheese here, I'm gonna just bring up the computer screen. There we are. Okay. So, we want to set this up, Abigail, as something more than just something that takes a picture, because right now, if I click on take a photo, there we go. So now we've got this photo that it's taken. There it is, okay? So first of all, now you know that we've set this up with our uh, Microsoft LifeCam Studio uh, camera, which is 1080p compatible. So the first thing I want to do is go Edit Preferences. You'll see that it automatically in Linux detects the camera, but it automatically has set it to a low resolution 640 by 480, Mm -hmm. which is lower than 480p. So if you click on that... Click on the arrows. Let's see. You'll see that it goes all the way up to 1920 by 1080. I'm probably just going to do the full resolution. Might as well get the best quality that we can. For burst mode, this is where we're going to actually be creating our, uh, our device that's going to work as a, uh, a photo booth. We're going to set the number of photos. I would think that four is probably good, eh, Abigail? Yeah. And the delay between each photo we're going to set to one second. So now, if I take a picture... We get something that is much higher resolution, so you compare. <laughs> it looks pretty pretty good. Pretty attractive. Yeah, pretty great. Thanks, Abigail. <laughs> These are going up on your bio. <laughs> All right, so now, watch this. Here's what we need to do with cheese. We're going to go cheese countdown. Important. Cheese flash. <laughs> there we go. Okay. So, this is for your wedding. Come on, take take things seriously for once. <laughs> okay, cheese flash. What? The- Ow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm burning out. What up. are you finding funny? It's the cheese.
1: Oh! Well, yes, so you're just, you're just talking so seriously, and not the cheese.
0: <laughs> Click on the cheese. Yeah. yeah. The flash feature is pretty cool, Abigail. Pretty cool indeed. (laughs) What the flash does, because you've got to imagine, we're going to put an LCD monitor in front of them, right? Mm -hmm. The flash feature is just a fake flash. It basically just makes the monitor turn white for just a split second. All right? So, that's a cool feature for our photo booth. We're going to have that enabled. Okay. Now, next step, Abigail. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to click on cheese. (laughs) Scroll down and switch to burst mode, all right? Burst, that's basically gonna give us that. It's gonna take four photos in one second intervals. Mm -hmm. Now we're gonna switch to full screen mode.
1: Now is one second enough time for them to switch their poses?
0: One second, uh, let's give it a try, shall we? And we'll make that decision. It's really up to you. So we'll click on cheese again. And I'm gonna scroll down, I'm gonna go full screen mode. Now that is what it looks like, okay? <laughs> so, remember, we've got this USB button, button from USBbutton.com. We've set it to be a space bar. So, if I put this here and I touch it, it's going to turn purple. See that? Like I programmed. And let's see what happens, if it works as it is. I've clicked. There we go. Okay. Smile. Okay. Oh, it's counting it's down it's again. Three, two, one. See? It's kind of like photo booth. So how'd that feel with one second in between?
1: It's a very delayed second. It felt good. Like it, it, felt it felt like, like, like enough It time. felt like enough time.
0: So let's see what, what we got out of that. So there we go. Photo number one. Photo number two, we didn't really do much different. Photo number three. And photo number four. Just like that. So now... You can take those photos and, you know, you can take those home after the wedding and we can crop and set yeah. them up however however you'd like to do. All right. So, again, you know, it's as simple as that. We're going to go full screen mode and now we've got that button. How brilliant is that? We've basically that easily have created our first little photo booth. Pretend we've got a nice backdrop and everything and we're able to, to do that. Push the button. Counts down. You can see on your screen there. I thought I was going to take a picture <laughs> It did. It did take a picture in one-second intervals. Okay. Which you can change. You can set that to five seconds if you want. But I think the one second is pretty good, and it keeps the thing flowing, right? For a second, I thought it
1: was going to stop taking pictures. I'm like, I was going to stand here like this (laughs) (laughs) or sit. There you
0: have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is a photo booth created entirely with Linux and just a few little add-ons. And uh, there you go, cheese photo booth is available in your repositories on any uh, distribution of Linux. So check that out.
1: Someone uh Troy74 suggested you could put uh photo printer on site too. Sure. So some could. people might be interested yeah, in that. That's something we're as
0: actually well. going to be looking at in part two of this uh, this feature. That uh is actually going to be going forth on March twelfth. Abigail's going to be back with us that day and we're going to be actually building the backdrop based on your suggestions, which we're looking for on Twitter. Uh, you can tweet us at category5 TV. Also, we're looking for your suggestions through YouTube. Uh, just comment below this video for episode number two, uh, 279. Uh, you can comment there. Um, you can comment on our Facebook channel, cat5.tv slash Facebook, or on our Google Plus um, community, which is cat5.tv slash G So we give you lots of ways. And, of course, if you're not a part of any of those social media networks, you can also email us live at category5.tv. We'd love to receive your feedback. We're going to be putting that all together on the 12th
1: awesome I'm What do you think excited. so
0: far? I mean, that how does like, that feel as far as?
1: Oh, well, I think it works out really well and gives people time to change. And mm-hmm. I mean, it—it's very clear that they've—it's t- taken a picture, right? So that yeah, they know. Yeah. And you programmed it to my wedding colors.
0: Did I? Well green, That was purple. strategic. That worked You're out really well. You're supposed to be like really well. Abby. Of course. I care. I do. Obviously, I'm I know so these sensitive. things.
1: <laughs> it's just fluke, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was.
0: <laughs> I just thought green for go and purple for. Ah, uh, she's a girl. She probably likes it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's spot on then.
0: <laughs> it sounds wrong, but you know I know her well enough that I can poke fun. Yeah. All right. There Okey we have it. So. Dokey. Thanks, folks. Uh, I saw some some viewer questions that came in. We should uh, yes. touch on those while we still have a, a couple minutes time, and then we're going to be giving away that year of NetTalk uh, telephone service with NetTalk to a Wi-Fi. Uh, so if you got your ballot in, there it is. Shake, so shake, stick shake. around. What do you got for me?
1: I have a comment from Costas three five eight. Hey, yeah. In the past, I had contacted you asking about installing Ubuntu on a Mac Mini. Eventually, I managed to install Kubuntu. Yeah. Twelve point ten. It works really well. Nice. Faster even than the native uh, OS. 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 Operating
0: system. Yeah. Short forms, I know, they're killer. <laughs>
1: you know, it is. Even supports dual monitor, although I get no sound via HDMI. Hmm. Thanks, and keep up the good work.
0: Yeah, thanks for the update. Nice to hear that you got that working on your Mac Mini. That's very cool. Kubuntu. It's the KDE Ubuntu. version of Ubuntu.
1: Kubuntu.
0: Kubuntu. It's like <laughs> Ubuntu with a K at the beginning. There you go. What else do you got for All, all right?
1: right, so and the next question from 7061.
0: Oh, Toby. Hey, buddy.
1: Okay. I completely forgot to send you a picture of what Unity 2D Dash looks like running in other desktop environments. Here's Unity 2D running in XFCE with AWN and best of all, the HUD nice. <laughs> works perfectly. I've been <laughs> experimenting a bit and I think the HUD will only work if you have all the modules for the Ubuntu desktop installed. This is not the full-on Unity shell, just the 2D dock. What do you think? Oh, and Unity 2D is still in the repository in Ubuntu. Quantal Quetzal. <laughs> so you can still
0: do this. <laughs> Why do they do this today? <laughs> it's a like, Quantal Quetzal. That's really great, though. I mean, that looks good. And uh, to be on Unity 2D as opposed to 3D is, uh, is pretty cool, as long as it will continue working for you. I, I'm, I'm feeling more and more. I mean, now that finally we've got the Ubuntu mobile phones coming out, I'm starting to see how Unity works with everything and how it's designed to, to really make it so that my, my devices all play the same, really. So, I'm, I'm starting to see that. So, so Unity is not looking as, as ugly to me as it did when it first came out. So, um, so I'm considering it, folks. Considering, <laughs> considering. it.
1: Considering. I like their background.
0: I do. Yeah, that looks really nice. Thanks, Toby.
1: Here's to the next question. I've got an event. Who's this from? Scott. it's from hey, Scott. Scott I've got an event coming up that we're planning on recording and streaming worst case I'll grab an audio feed from the board at the venue and use my logitech c920 and shoot it to a Google hangout via wirecast okay I'm wondering if I can get any better video of the stage since I'll likely be a bit of a dis- at a bit of a distance so, so just
0: just before it looks like a long email so a uh, c920 is the logitech uh, monitor top webcam. Okay. So talking about using one of those and streaming it to Wirecast, all right. Anytime we get stuck on anything, I'll, I'll okay. just kind of fill in. So yep. can you continue please?
1: So far the ideas I've come up with have not been successful. Okay. I'd like to either find a USB webcam that has a significant optical zoom or find a way mm. to convert my wedding <laughs> got my wedding on my mind. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> know. Or find a way to convert my video cam's HMDI out into a USB feed. Any thoughts?
0: HDMI out. Uh, now, as far... Okay, so we need to understand the difference between HDMI and USB because USB is a digital connection that provides you know, a device to your computer. HDMI, however, is a digital video output. So if you have a desktop computer, um, you could get what's called a Blackmagic Intensity Pro PCI Express capture card. And a, an Intensity Pro is the opposite of a video card. It's a, it's a video capture card. But what's neat about it is that it has inputs for 1080p HDMI. So when you've got that camera that has an HDMI output, you're going to get the absolute best digital signal from that camera uh, without, going, without downscaling it. You're going to get the best quality using a Blackmagic Intensity Pro. Uh, you can get those through our sponsor, cat5.tv. bh Again, do a search for uh, Blackmagic Intensity Pro. And that will give you the PCI Express version. There's also a Thunderbolt version. There's also a USB 3.0 version as well. If you have a camera that you've converted from HDMI to USB or it happens to have a USB output, the problem is, is USB 2.0 is 480 megabits a second. So it has to downscale a stream that's normally you know, huge and create something that's really low quality in order to stream through USB because it's not actually a video codec UDAC, uh, usb is not a video transfer mechanism it is a data transfer mechanism so um so that's not the best way to do it you're not going to get the best quality that said i mean lots of webcams these days have built-in compressors um that will compress the stream and then send it over usb like our we we're looking at the microsoft LifeCam cine, uh, studio tonight it compresses the video and sends it 1080p and it's great um but the webcams you're going to get very, very poor frame rate in a live setting because you have to have absolutely perfect lighting. Lighting is absolutely key with with a, a webcam, plain and simple. Um, and what happens is if the lighting isn't perfect, the webcam in- enhances the lighting, which brings down the frame rate. So you end up getting like seven frames a second. So your video starts to look choppy. So webcams are not ideal, and you're not going to find one that has sufficient uh, optical zoom. Um, Plain and simple. I would look at uh, like a consumer camera. Um, we use a Canon Vixia, uh, just like an RF 100 or something like that, which are you know they're obsolete now, but it's 1080p, and it gets the job done. We use it at full wide, like we're looking at the full angle, so that when I zoom out, that's that's it zoomed out all the way. Now what you can do though is it has like 20 times optical zoom, and optical zoom means you're zooming in and not losing any quality because it's part of the optics. Mm-hmm. It's not digital. So it's great in a venue where you're you're having to zoom in on a stage and again has HDMI output, so we're able to get that at ten eighty P resolution and it's lossless. So it's it's quite good quality. It's it's a good way to go. So I hope does that does that sound like it answers your question Well he
1: has um,
0: Oh, please proceed if there's more. Yes, there's some more. Okay.
1: Another option I'm not crazy about is to place a couple laptops around the room with their own C920s attached.
0: Mm, but, lag, my friend. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, but put them where they will get a good shot without Zoom. Then I can add them all to the Google Hangout and select the machine I want as a source. Oh, yeah. This yes? is a bit of a kludge, but I'm in a bind. Hmm. <laughs> he says. I even tried using Android phones as remote IP cameras, which seemed pretty cool at first, but I couldn't get them into wirecast and audio latency with
0: there it was go. horrific. Yeah. So chat room. Yeah. What did you find? If you're watching on YouTube as we were laughing before the show, what was it that we found about hangouts? We're talking away and what happened?
1: It's just... <laughs> <laughs> it was like. I, I froze. <laughs> no. It was it was a
0: bad delay.
1: Yeah, it was a delay. We were hearing Big delay. It sounded like we were hearing it. Twice. Yeah, so just, for
0: us it was hilarious. For you in your live setting, not usable, right? Yeah. For what you're looking to do with placing cameras all over the place, you're looking at more like an IP camera uh, configuration, which can get pretty pricey. You can find some that are you know, not too bad of quality, that aren't too overly expensive, but they're going to go through Ethernet, and then you can stream to Wirecast again. Um, HDMI you've got an h let's say you go with that consumer camera idea because we're i'm thinking that you're looking for something that's decently priced that's the impression that I get we're looking to to build this thing without being too expensive if you've got a couple of consumer cameras and a couple of hdmi extenders like hdmi over ethernet or something like that there that adds to the cost but that lets you get you know 500 feet of hdmi cable And it's a cheap cable, you know, what's Cat 5 cable these days, like 40 cents a foot or something, I don't know. Uh, So it's cheap cable to run. You can't get an HDMI cable that's that long because you you get beyond 10 feet and you're going to lose signal because it's a digital, uh, just the way the signal is, you won't get any any video out of it. So I would say a single camera with good optical zoom is a good start. HDMI straight to your computer. That's going to give you the best quality. And if you need to position cameras all over do the same thing hdmi is uh, probably the best way to go or hdmi over wi-fi be another way it's going to be compressed though you're going to lose quality Um, and and the the disadvantage to doing like the optical zoom thing i I thought about you know church scenarios where they've got a camera at the back with the board they've zoomed it way into the stage Lighting's fine and everything like that, but what's the truth about when you've zoomed in that far is that the very subtlest movement, you know, somebody walking by and, um, you know, their footsteps just moving the floor even slightly because you're zoomed way in, it's going to give you a real, like, Mm -hmm. movement on the screen. You can use uh, optical stabilization if your camera has a stabilizer built in that can help with that, but when you're zoomed in like that, you're going to still get some movement, um, so... Yeah. Then am I. Let me know uh, if you could pop me an email again, uh, because your email is pretty uh, verbose as far as what you're hoping for, and I hope I've been of some assistance for you tonight. I do believe Wirecast is the way to go. Um, it's cat5.tv slash Wirecast if you want to give it a free try and uh, and see how it works for you. Uh, you can actually set up as many cameras as you want and uh, and give it a try, and then if you want to buy it, you can. Um I'd like to know more about what you want to do, and and pop me an email, and and maybe I can be of more help. Uh, so send me send me a follow up if you could. Thank you very much for the email.
1: Right. So we have uh, one more person, um, right. from Mihail, or Mihail. 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 Hey, yeah. They have a question for Debian six on how to mm-hmm. change the system language.
0: Okay. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> 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 sound like there was more okay go well, to, no, there's,
1: there's a couple other questions as well um,
0: okay well let's let's just get you there wiki.debian.org change language with a capital C capital L I'm going to take you right there because it tells you a little bit about how to do it uh, you're going to need to export what language you want to use and then reconfigure your locale settings as well really really simple um, you, you need to know your locale um, you know like here it's using Spanish which is es underscore es. Um, I'm like en underscore ca or en underscore us if we want to use US English, for example. Um, you should be able to find everything that you need there. Um, so that's wiki.debian.org slash change language with a capital C and capital L.
1: Okay. And then uh, for his second or their second question is, mm-hmm. is there a, an, an antivirus program put on...
0: <laughs> Is there one, like, a need for an antivirus on Debian? I glanced over at your screen, I'll be honest. (laughs) Second question is, is there a need for antivirus on Debian? Um, It depends on your your perspective, I think, because viruses can spread through a Linux system. You can get emails that have viruses, and then you forward those emails on, and then all of a sudden your Windows-using friends are infected with that virus. Um, so it's it's helpful to protect them to have that antivirus, but also there are new new problems that are things like phishing scams, which you know you think that you're safe on Linux or safe on Mac OS because you can't catch a virus in the traditional sense of you know Microsoft Windows, where you just oops I actually touched a JPEG and all of a sudden my <laughs> computer's destroyed. Um, but there are phishing scams which trick you into doing things that you don't want to do, and so an antivirus that protects you against phishing scams can help against that as well. Uh, so you can look at ClamAV; it's free, it's in the repositories. Give it a try. Uh, it's a pretty common one that uh, that we use on servers and things like that. And of course, uh, you can look at some com- commercial applications as well. I know ESET has uh, a file system protection for Linux. Tends to be more geared towards servers, though. The workstations, I would just you know you can you can install it absolutely. Uh, but is it necessary it's 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 hard to say it's really your call
1: so finally the last question is do you think Apple restricts people with their closed system
0: uh, that's uh, that's an odd question I think um, does it do they restrict uh, just as much as Windows does because um, it is a closed source system it's not like linux where you can edit the source if you really want to but how many people really do edit the source it's hard to say i think it's more of a it's a proprietary hardware so you're restricted to buying proprietary hardware stuff that is you know mac supported and that's where it gets you because it's a different scenario They're, they're building appliances versus you know windows or linux is is more like it's a personal computer you can add things to it and remove things from it and it doesn't have to be a certain brand or anything like that it can be anything that's compatible with your computer and Mm -hmm. it's good to go Mm -hmm. Um, but no more than the next guy i don't think so Mm -hmm. thanks for your questions i have a nettalk duo wi-fi to give away Look at this. Okay, this is a little device. Simple, simple, simple. I'm going to give you the quick rundown uh, because this is amazing. I mean, look at this thing. It's just a little tiny thing that replaces your phone company. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give it to you with a year of service. That includes free, unlimited long distance to Canada, the U.S. People can call you incoming. uh, Like you get a local phone number, and to them it's just like, calling anyone else um, there's no you know it, you're dialing landlines I can call anywhere in Canada and the US for free and here in Canada in the US you can actually port your phone number so that what that means is if you've already got a phone line with an existing provider you can say you know what I've, I, I can install this I can try it for a couple weeks and say you know what this is really good I don't want to pay for a phone bill anymore I'm going to switch to this you can actually change your phone service over to this and you'll keep your phone number so you don't lose your home phone all right, like the number will now mm-hmm. ring on this. So now you take this little device, you unplug it, you stick it in your pocket or your laptop bag, and you take it with you to Europe. You plug it in at the hotel, and you, someone dials your home phone number here in Canada, and it rings there in Europe, and it is not a long-distance call. Absolutely free. You plug this in your hotel room in wherever. Mm-hmm. Let's, well, you, I'm using Europe as the example. Let's say I head over to Austria, because we've got some great friends in Austria. And I plug this in, and I call my work number here in Barry, and I say, you know, how are things going? Any you guys need to send me anything? It's a local call for me. They can call me back, and it's a local call because it's a Barry phone number.
1: Well, I guess because it, well, it uses like the Wi-Fi too, right? Is that why it
0: It works uses like that? Internet to make the calls, but yeah. you, you're none the wiser. It's just a phone service. Yeah. Now you install the app on your iPhone, your Android device, and you bring up the app, and you dial a phone number, and are calling using Wi-Fi, and you're no longer using your minutes to make that call. This is all part of the NetTalk Duo experience, and it's, uh, you know, just going to blow your mind, and you're going to want to fire your phone company (laughs) right away. You get a full year of service, absolutely free. You get the device. You get all that, unlimited long distance. I'm going to give you the honors. Now, we've got a 1 in 72 chance of... Give it a good stir and mix it up. 1 in 72 chance of winning tonight. Thank you everybody for sending in your ballot.
1: Drum roll. We don't have a drum roll. Drum roll.
0: <laughs> the number.
1: Oh, There's two of them in that one. Oh, you
0: can't do that. I only have one to give away.
1: Okay. Whoop. Ready? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Dun, dun, dun. Eight, six, five 7 5
0: 9. <laughs> is that it? Yep. <laughs> Any hits enter? Eight six five seven five nine is G. Siegel. Congratulations, G. Siegel. You are the proud owner of a NetTalk Duo Wi Fi. Check it out, cat slash phone for all the details. Uh, even if you didn't win tonight, I mean, G. Siegel is like, woohoo, and he's there, and he's, he's Googling, and he's uh, thrilled. I guarantee you. But uh, make sure you, at home, go over to cat5.tv slash phone to find out more information about the NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi. You can pick one up there. If you want to save money on your home phone bill, uh, you can fire your phone company now with NetTalk Duo Wi-Fi. So check that out, cat5.tv slash phone. And that is all the time that we have for tonight.
1: Wow, that was fast. By. I know, yeah. All the I'm, giggles. A lot.
0: I know, that was really distracting, Abigail. I'm excited about all the stuff that we're doing here at the show. I'm excited about our our new USB button from USBButton.com and how that's going to make our uh, photo booth work so Amazing. much easier. It's going to look really, really cool once everything is said and done. So uh, make sure you are here on March 12th. Abigail will be here. And, I'll be uh, back. We'll be continuing the series. So, all right. Thanks everybody. Abigail, thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: All right. Have a good night. See you next Have week. Have a good night. <laughs> bye bye.